This is the Triad Podcast Network. Welcome to the table with Triad Foodies. I'm Christy Meyer, and I'm the author and food writer of the blog, triadfoodies.com. And you'll find me posting pics of restaurants and sometimes my own food even on Instagram and Facebook at Triad Foodies on Instagram and Facebook. So um, as the host of Triad Foodies uh, Chef's Table every month, we love to feature chefs who surprise us with multiple courses. And we're about to celebrate our sixth birthday in May. I can't even believe that we've been doing this for almost six years. And we're about to really launch into 2022 on uh, March uh, 23rd. That's a week from, is it the 23rd, Chris? I want to make sure I've got the date right. That's right. It's sold out. So um, it's going to be next Wednesday. Um, No, yes, next Wednesday. (laughs) So today our chef uh, is Christopher Falk, who's been cooking and chefing and generally delighting us for a couple of decades here in Winston-Salem. And he's the chef of Quanto Basta. Italian eatery and wine bar at 680 West 4th Street in downtown Winston. And we affectionately call Quanto Basta QB. And um, they are part of the restaurant group owned by Lynette Matthews Murphy and Chef Tim Grandinetti, who also owns Springhouse and QB in Wilmington. And we're just so happy that you guys are a part of our Chef's Table series now. Um, it took you about a hot minute to say yes, and we're so excited about that. And um, we're going to talk to Chef Chris today about his, um, just his culinary journey and being a part of our community and um, where we are today and where we're going, basically. So welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It's, it's my pleasure. And uh, Chris just told us that they're spring cleaning at QB. So whoever goes there tomorrow night or the next, they're going to get a truly spick and span situation. <laughs> Hopefully it'll stay clean for quite a while. At least, at least to y'all's dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we have a chef's table coming up on the 23rd and it's sold out in just a few hours and, um, you know, we love to say that the that we kind of are a little bit of a supper club and they take on a life of their own. But also, I know people have been asking about QB and wanting to try your food. So we were so happy to be a part of that. So let's talk a little bit about your um, roots here in the community and, um, you know, how you started. And because, you know, people back in the day, might remember Christopher's global cuisine. Oh, yeah. I want to go before that, but um, really, that's how I know you. Right, right. Um, yeah, I've been doing this forever. It's basically the only thing I've ever done. Um, back before most people were born, I don't think there's anybody that works for me who was born yet when I started cooking. Um, it was mid-80s. I started as a dishwasher in high school, and um, it was me and my best friend, the two dishwashers, and the boss said, whoever does the best job can become the new fry cook. And luckily for me, I got it. And I've been doing it ever since. I cooked my way all, all the way through college. I went to Elon, and um, basically that's when I decided that this is what I really want to do for the rest of my life. And 
after Elon, I went to Johnson Wales University out in Vail, Colorado. Um, it's an advanced placement program that you already had to have a college degree. So it was nice that all of us were already in our 20s when we got there. It wasn't a bunch of 18-year-old freshman kids running around. Um, we all had experience. Um, it was a very small campus. They had, um, I was only in the second year. They had 1,400 applicants and they accepted 40 of us. And um, it was, we became a tight-knit group that still over 20 years ago. And um, we're, we're still in contact with several of them. So that was like my education. And then I stayed out in Colorado until 1999. And that's when I moved back to Winston-Salem. And I started at a restaurant called South by Southwest. That was uh, Patrick Burke was the owner and the chef. And he had just had a, a couple kids and he was ready to step out of the kitchen. So he hired me as a chef out there. And I, coming from Colorado, I actually ran a couple of Southwestern restaurants out there. So I was able to bring, help bring some of that to Winston-Salem and stayed there for a couple of years and then went to the Twin City Club, which is no longer here, but it was the oldest dinner club in the Southeast. And stayed there for a couple years, and that's when we bought Christopher's. It was the Rainbow News and Cafe, mm -hmm. and it took us four years to renovate it. And during that time, I did just odd jobs because I was spending most of my time there with the construction crew and designing and writing menus and stuff, but I really didn't cook that much for a few years. And we lasted about seven years. We went into the financial crisis in 2008, mm -hmm. and I wasn't the only owner. There were other people involved, and some of them really got affected by that and kind of had to bow out, and the business really could not survive after that. And we lasted until 2012. Um, and it was really hard to close down, but it mm -hmm. needed to be done. And um, I took a little break, and that's where I met uh, Chef Tim Grandinetti. Um, they were getting ready to open Spring House, and he and I, through a mutual friend, started becoming friends and asked me to come along. So I was on the opening staff of Spring House. I didn't know that. And uh, it, was, it was a great staff. Um, me and Joe Larner and Larry McFadden and Trevor Dye. Um, several of us already had pretty big names in Winston-Salem and we used to call us, it was like the all-star team was now working at Spring House. And we, each one of us kind of stayed for a little while and then left. I don't even remember how long I stayed. Um, but then I left and opened Jeffrey Adams with Adam Andrews because um, he was the chef at another restaurant and he couldn't do both. So kind of like, <clears throat> this has happened to me before a few times. I've gone in working for another chef because it's just too much for one person to do. Mm -hmm. And the Jeffrey Adams and then 
I was talking to Tim and he told me about Quanta Vasta. And, but it ended up taking a couple of years longer than they thought because it was a different concept, but the building wouldn't support the original concept. So they had to go back to the drawing board. And at that time I went and opened a restaurant called Pinchos, which is way out Robin Hood Road. And opened, that took me about a, six months to get open. And then I, I stayed there for a little over a year until it was time to come here. And last week we celebrated our seventh anniversary here at Quanta Boston. That is awesome. Well, I haven't talked that much in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't know that you had gone in and helped launch some of Winston-Salem's favorite restaurants. That's so cool. And let me tell you, I miss me some South by Southwest. Oh, yes. That, that place was wonderful. And, um, yeah, that was one of my favorite all-time places to work. I had a lot of fun there. Yeah. Every once in a while, I wonder if we could get that brought back. You know, you could throw a hint out to the <laughs> your people over there. Yes, yes, that would be <laughs> You're familiar with the menu. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> be having a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have really dabbled in lots of different um, culinary, I guess, I guess, like, or cuisines. I mean, we're talking, yeah. south, you know, southwestern cuisine, you know, um, what South by South was, which was just a sun, such a fun riff on that. Um, and then, you know, the traditional and then Pinchos, I mean, that was awesome. Uh, sad to see that go to. Um, how has that been for you? I mean, do you, knowing that you didn't know that that's what you wanted to do, this is what you wanted to do with your life. Um, you, I'm sure you feel like that that's very helpful to you that you've been able to dabble in so many different cuisines in your yeah. present day. Yes, it's um, it keeps keeps it fun, interesting. You know, um, one of my least favorite questions is, "What's my favorite thing to cook?" Everybody, when they first meet me, "What's my favorite thing to cook?" and I was. I don't have a favorite thing. I enjoy cooking everything. I, when I lived down in Colorado, I went part-time on my days off from the restaurant I was running um, and trained under a sushi chef just for free, just because I wanted to learn it. And um, I just love all cuisines. This is actually the first time I'd ever worked in an Italian restaurant, you know, strictly Italian. Of course, done Italian food before. It's such an American staple now. You know, you have a, a steakhouse, you'll still have a pasta dish on this menu. But um, this is the first time I have been in a strictly Italian restaurant. And it, I always loved it. You know, even as a kid growing up, one of my favorite meals was lasagna that mom made. And we are definitely not an Italian family. But... Um, that's one been one of the best parts about this job is learning about the history and the culture that's behind the food and just how vast Italian food is. And that's something that I'm going to want to emphasize on the dinner that we have next week. Mm -hmm. um, the cuisine is all over the board when it comes to Italy. Uh, people 
think it's all just pasta and olive oil. And it's really not. That's just one part of the country. And there's so many different flavors and so many different types of ingredients that you wouldn't think are Italian, but they actually are Italian. And I've got a couple of surprises for the dinner where you're going to try something being like, oh, yes, I've had that. That's French or that's, and I mean, no, it's not. It's Italian. And I'll, and people will learn how, how it was, you know, mis, mislabeled, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's just one thing. I've, ever since I started working here, I just love it, Italian food and the culture more and more every day. So I just keep learning stuff. Well, the, that you say that just is um, kind of like a testament to Tim Grandinetti's intention behind the restaurant, too, because I know that he wanted to highlight um, his culture, his um, grandparents, and um, growing up, you know, all the, like, the techniques that he learned, but that all is all encompassing about family as well. So um, I'm sure that he he's a talker, Tim is. So I know that he was able to um, enthusiastically share all these stories and recipes um, with you. Yes. Oh yes, I'm. A, I, I feel like I'm part of the family. I mean, especially um, when his mother comes to town. She is just the nicest woman in the world, and um, and she comes into the restaurant, and yeah, they treat me so well, like I'm family. It's like Tim's my big brother. Um, mm-hmm. We just we we've known each other for over ten years now, and we're just we're good friends, and you know, they know my my daughter, and I know their kids. Um, I work with Heidi. Tim's wife, side by side. She was just actually standing next to me a few minutes ago. Um, you know, I, every day I'm working with her. So they're just a, a wonderful family to work with. And um, I, they, yeah, it gave me the, the Italian bug. I just wanted <laughs> to learn so much more about it. And it's, it's by far my favorite cuisine right now. That's awesome. I think that that's so it it shouldn't be, but I feel like that can be a rare thing to find um, someone that you're working with that sort of brings you closer um, as a family. And I feel like that that is what I've seen um, at the house over at, at the big house at Spring House, and then also at Quanta Bassa. So how has that been? Have y'all been able? I'm sure y'all been able to rely on each other a lot with the past two years of crazy going on and then we're moving into a little different uh scenario now as we're coming out of a pandemic and and now um you know other factors internationally are at play um but um how have y'all been able to lean on one another throughout shutdowns and cleaning protocols and all that oh it's um yeah in all different ways, you know, we, if I run out of something, it's really nice being just up the street. I can just run up the street and say, hey, I need to borrow 10 potatoes or, uh, oh, and can I borrow Jeff, this, the line cook, because we're short staff. And so we go back and forth and, you know, and they do the same thing with us. 
And then there's with QB Wilmington, with the whole shutdown, I spent basically the first six months of of the pandemic down in Wilmington because we were in construction of the restaurant down there. We hadn't opened yet. And basically, I just moved to Wilmington for six months and oversaw the construction of the kitchen with, uh, with Lynette, who, once again, bringing back in the family, Lynette is probably the most wonderful human being that has ever lived. She, uh, I love working for her. She's the best boss. Um, and she just loves these businesses too, all three of them. So it's just great to be a part of that. It, it does feel like a big family with the granddaddies and Lynette and I'm just so proud to be a part of it. But yeah, we've bounced all over the place. They're, I've gone down to Wilmington two or three more times to help out when they were short staffed or there was some other issue. Um, and then yes, we're always doing things back and forth, especially, you know, bring house and us. So, um, it's, it's a big, big family. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. You know. That's awesome. I love to hear it. Uh, so as we look at really, you know, like I said, we're sort of, you know, finally coming up for air after a really struggling two years, all of us. Um, and uh, now it looks like we're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. What are some of the plans for QB? I know you had, um, is it still upcoming, uh, a uh, wine dinner that looked pretty cool? Yes. Um, before the pandemic, we used to do wine dinners like once a month. Mm -hmm. um, and then we started back up last summer, you know, when things cooled down before um, Delta, you know, and, you know, they took the mask away and we had a big wine dinner in the room, with big table, you know, groups of 10 that didn't know each other sitting together. And that was our first wine dinner. It was a huge success. And then Delta came back, we came in and we had to take a few months break. And then we have had two more wine dinners since then, but very different, you know, social distancing. And um, we, I believe it was December. It was beginning of December was the last one we had. So we're very excited to finally be able to do it again. It's going to be Wednesday, April 6th. And we're jumping out of our comfort zone a little bit. All of our dinners so far have been Italian dinners. And we are actually going to jump over to Spain and do a Spanish dinner. So I'm really excited about that because I love that cuisine too. I'm going to be able to cook a lot of meals and dishes that I have not cooked in years. Um, got to write a, a menu with a bunch of really wonderful ingredients that I'm not that familiar with. Mm -hmm. And um, we've got some wonderful Spanish wines and sherries. It's, um, I think we have five wines, two sherries, and six courses, uh, Spanish courses. And I, I can't wait for that to happen. And we just started selling tickets for that. So. 
That's awesome. Are you, do you find, because I know that, you know, with uh, QB, we have a menu here that's sort of, I don't know, you know, very uh, close to Tim's heart, I guess, if you will, with some of these recipes. Are you um, able to, with specials and things like that? I mean, I know that he would always embrace Christopher's touch to it, I'm sure. Um, but do you find that you're able to explore a little bit more with that curiosity that's within you um, for wine dinners or with specials and things like that? Where do you feel like you get a chance to kind of play? Yes. Um, our first, our menu, yeah, was it's basically a lot of Grandinetti family dishes. We have expanded the menu a few times over the years, and it's been nice that they've let me add dishes to the menu. Mm -hmm. So a few of the dishes are mine and some of the dishes, you know, they were like, we want to do this, but then they didn't give me a recipe. And so I got to come up with the rest, create the recipe and then get, have to get approval from the, from the Italians. <laughs> um, but um, besides that, and that's, that's been fun. Um, I do all the specials. I come up with all the uh, wine dinner menus. Okay. We try to do, I try to do multiple specials every week, um, you know, each night, something different. And on weekends, two or three different ones. And I've even expanded. I started letting my sous chefs come up with specials too. Because uh, mm -hmm. that is, the, the creativity is the best part of being a chef, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, there is technique and science in it, but it's, it's an art. And... Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I used to like to draw and paint, but I wasn't very good. And I come from a very artistic family, and it just turns out that my artistic side is with food. And that's what I love about it. That's why I've been doing this for, good Lord, 36 years now. I've been working in the restaurant business. Um, and um, there's nothing, I can't think of anything else I would like to do. It's just, I enjoy it that much. Um, so I am very lucky that they let me come up with the wine dinners and the specials. And, you know, I, I get to come up with the New Year's Eve dinner and Valentine's dinners. So um, just thankfully they let me do that because that is the most fun part of the job. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what do you, we know what you, that you enjoy cooking and um, here you are 36 years later, as you say, never even realizing that this was going to be your path. I mean, starting in the back of house like that and then get thrown into being a fry cook or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, I love doing this. That's so <laughs> amazing that that happened to you so what we know what that you love your job because that's fun so what do you do for fun when you're not at your fun job oh um oh gosh just the normal stuff you know i uh you know <laughs> i actually do not cook at home that's one thing I don't do. Which, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really never home. You know, I'm always at the restaurant. When I have my daughter, you know, we'll cook dinner together. She just turned 17 and she, she is starting to enjoy cooking. So 
that's fun that we do that together. Um, so one thing, the most fun thing I, I do is hang out with my daughter when I get the chance. But like I said, she's 17 and dad's not as cool as he was when she was seven. You know, um, She'd much rather be on her phone with her friends than hanging out with boring old dad. But um, that is my favorite thing to do. Um, besides that, I love fly fishing and golf and all those kind of things. I, I like working out and running. Uh, they're called Spartan races. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like obstacle course, mud races. I like doing that. And I love the beach. I was, I was very happy when they asked me to go work at Wilmington for six months. But it was really funny because the day I got down there, um, you know, it was just a couple weeks after they shut down schools and shut down the restaurants. I was like, oh, great. I'm going to Wilmington. Like the day I got there, they closed all the beaches. So beach. that, that really upset me because going to the beach is like one of my favorite things. To do, so. um, that was just very ironic that I got the pleasure of going and working in Wilmington and then could not go to the beach at all. <laughs> right. Not quite as crazy ironic it is this to actually close a beach. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we could do it all over again, we'd do it a little differently. Yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Well, I know that, do you have some cool things? I mean, I know you said you've got a couple wine dinners coming up, but what do you see like down road this summer um, with QB and some other things going on? We've uh, always talked about doing some more like food festival type things here at the restaurant but you know when we started putting together then we hit COVID and then so now like this summer um, Tim and I have always talked about this uh, tomato festival type um, multi-day event here at QB uh, during the summer and I really want to we both really want to push for that this year so and we will continue doing the wine dinners um Hopefully everything, you know, stays semi-normal and we can continue doing these and do them more often. I'd like to do like six a year Um, because these are pretty extensive dinners. Um, They take weeks to plan and and, um, put together and and get the the right wines and the food and everything together. so we'll have one in April. I'd like to hopefully be able to have another one like beginning of June and every couple months after that. Um, but besides that, just, you know, we're just rolling along and business is starting to get, I mean, surprisingly, we've been very busy. I think everybody's just ready for this to be over, going out to dinner. Um, business is great here. Of course, like every other restaurant in the world, you know, staffing is an issue. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of trying to keep up and do, do the best we can with what we got. And we're actually quite lucky that business is, is, is doing well. Uh, people are coming out and it's just it's going to be fun. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that, you know, things are great and um, that the family feel that we get when we're at QB, that that seems real. 
Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, thank you so much, Chris, for um, sitting down with us today and uh, just giving us a little insight into your history and how you got here and um, a little bit about QB and our dinner coming up. And guys, you know, our dinner is sold out and I'm sorry, you got to get in early at a chef's table it turns out these days so but have no fear because quanta basta is open for business and having wine dinners and specials and uh, you can find them at um, on fourth street in downtown winston-salem wednesday through saturday wednesday through saturday yeah wednesday through saturday so check them out and sit down at the bar at the pizza bar that's my favorite place to sit at the pizza bar. Do we still get? Are we still allowed to do that? Oh yes, yes. Okay, okay. I love to get the seafood pizza at the pizza bar. <laughs> so highly recommend that and a glass of wine. And um, so yeah, thank you so much, uh, Chris, for sitting down with us. And you guys go check out Planta Basta in downtown Winston Salem. And we'll see you next time at the table with Triad Foods. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.